Edo, welcome to another edition of the No Chofters podcast. Why have I got this banner up? What's going on here? See, nothing, nothing is going right for me today. I like my daughter's got a new iPad. I tried to do the the settings so that she can download apps, and it's not letting me do it. So I'm going to. Ugh, it's just a fucking nightmare. One of those nightmare days. But you know what? This nightmare day could be coming to. In fact, it's coming to a beautiful end because we got a victory. Against our bottle. And this is the No Choftes podcast on the OB. Before I continue, please hit that like button, subscribe, tell your nunna. If you haven't done so already, why haven't you? I don't know why you haven't. Just do it, please. It helps the channel. Um, and welcome to the Alpha podcast. The Alpha podcast in Cyprus. Because there aren't any, aren't any podcasts like this, are there? So we're the Alpha. We're the Alpha. I can say that. So, let me just write this thing on there. So, 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 so. We won. We won in the derby. A derby which, going into this game, I felt I was a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Because traditionally, it's always a difficult fixture. Last season, they gave us a bit of a scare, Abolon. Um, obviously, they got a new manager. A lot of new players, new squad. Um... But up until the Ike game, um, they look pretty decent. All right, they have their issues defensively, and that's something I spoke about with uh, Kyrie and Roy on the This Is Mappa podcast, which we do a separate football review. And I had the feeling that, you know, the way that Addis were getting behind them over the past few weeks, the way that Aboel were getting, uh, you know, getting in between the lines, breaking past them, we were always going to cause them problems. And yes, we didn't create a lot of opportunities. But the opportunities that we made, we tested their goalkeeper, we scored, and uh, we won the game. Now, before I continue, I have to say that given a lot of the comments that have been sent to me on Instagram, um, a lot of people are positive, some people are on the fence, but I've had about, let me check. I don't want to name people because it's not fair. I've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. Seven people not happy. And to be honest, Gobelia, I'm actually disgusted to be an Ammonia fan when I see messages like that. Disgusted. And I'll tell you why. It's not as if like last season was a fluke. It's not as if the year before we ended up top of the table being a fluke. You can't fluke back-to-back top table finishes. And this season has been a tricky one already for us. We've had injuries to key players. The players that came in to replace the decent players that left, they've been carrying injuries. Mix being one of them. But did you see him today in the number 10 role? What a performance that was. Okay, he came off uh, injured. I distinctly remember seeing him saying, I've twisted my knee. Hopefully it's not serious. He was running. He was jogging as well. So I don't think it's anything major. Maybe an ice pack. A bit, uh, a bit of um, physio tomorrow. I might maybe just want to see if there's going to be any swelling. But I don't think it's serious. Bashiru was immense 
what a player he's going to be for us. If we can hold on to him for three, four seasons, Gobella, you will be talking about him being, him being possibly one of the greatest central midfielders this club has ever had. This is how good he is. You know? he's He was immense. He was chasing everything down in the middle of the park. Jordi Gomez, a player who many this season, many, I've got the messages on Instagram and one day I'm going to screen grab all of them and, and put people on blast. I don't give a shit. People have been telling me he's finished. He's not the same player as what he used to be. And my argument was, oh yeah, he's tired. He's 36 years old. Um, he's played a lot of games already this season. Um, one game after the other, it's not helping him. But when you're missing a partner like Gusu, for example, it's difficult. He's still learning Bashiru's game. Mix came in, got injured. So Jordi is effectively playing with so many different fucking central midfield partners. How is he going to learn their, their qualities, their attributes? But today, I saw a Jordi Gomez that played further up the field. I saw a Jordi Gomez that was releasing the ball quickly. He was playing the ball into channels, playing intelligibles. He was winning headers. He was winning tackles. He got stuck in. And this is what you have to do against these teams. That's what we lacked against Ajax. That's what we lacked against Buffalo. That fighting spirit. And we saw it today. The back four, I've ripped them apart this season. All but Lesiax. Adam Lang was a beast today. Did you see that challenge you put on Bitta on the hour? Took him out completely. That's cuntish. That's what we want. And this is what I've been saying. We need cunts. Bastards. That when they can't, when the opponents come on the pitch and they seem like, shit, he's going to fuck me up today. And that's what Lang did. He kicked fucking Bitta. And what did he do after that? Nothing. He did absolutely nothing. Because he's too scared. The two strikers up top, Fabolon, big, strong guys, quick. What happened? Fuck all. Why? Because Juste uses experience. Lang uses experience. Juste put in a stellar performance today. Absolutely stellar. Read the game well. Won everything in the air. Distributed the ball well. And the first 10-15 minutes, I, I felt a little bit shaky. Because when Nabolon were pressing us, we weren't passing the ball out quick enough. Every time the ball went to Huberchan or Juste or Lang, press, press, press. But after that, Sorted. Quick passing. Quick movement. Zaharil. A player who, again, came to Ammonia. Big reputation. And it took him a bit of time to settle. It's still taking him time to settle. And I messaged him after the Buffalo game. After the Carabag game, in fact. Now, I can send you the screenshots. And I said, mate, just keep working. Keep working. Because you've got the ability. I even said to him, run at fullbacks. Run at them. Because they're scared of you. Now, I'm not taking credit for the goal today. But what happened? He ran at the fullback. He ran at the fullback. And the fullback stepped off him. And he let him put the ball in the box. 1-0. Right? He tracked back. He was great on the counter-attack. All right, his final ball still needs improvement. But so does this team. We're levelling up slowly, slowly. Thomas Huberchan, I thought he was going to get run ragged. He was fantastic at right back. I said to the boys, in the, because we've got a WhatsApp group, Roy and uh, Chris and I, 
And I was saying, I get the feeling that Hubachan, if he plays at right back, he's not going to be bombing forward. That's going to be just on Zaharil. And what happened? Zaharil was absolutely immense. He's my MVP for today. In fact, to be honest, it's not fair for me to call an MVP because I think everyone was great. Apart from EI. But I'll talk about him in just a moment. I don't, I don't want to shit on him too much. Um, so, yeah, I think defensively we were good. All right. They had a big chance in the second half. When I think it was Zrandi, wasn't he? Zrandi and uh, who's the other guy? I forget his name. Was it Dabo? I think it was Dabo. They got in each other's way and they put the ball wide. No, they did very well. Zrandi did very, very well. Um, but apart from that, they had the chance in the first half as well. Wasn't Django put the chance wide? I think it was. You know, all right. We we made a lot of mistakes that we were making before in terms of giving the defenders fullback space across the ball in the box. Um, there was a lot of ball watching. There was one moment in the first half when the ball was dragged across the face of the, uh, well, in fact, around the penalty spot and Mix had to cut it out. But when you look at players like Mix and Yordi and Bashiru, players who have plied their trade outside of Cyprus for years, we're not talking two or three seasons, we're talking five, six, seven, eight years. This is the level, these are the levels that you're talking about here. Players that come into this league and can read the game, their understanding of the game. They're two steps ahead of everyone else. And that's why these players, these three players I've just mentioned, are going to be massive for us this season. We saw last season with Lufna and Lesiax. And these are players, again, with European experience. Fabiano has been outstanding. Today, Fabi had one save to make. Wasn't it one save or was it two? I think it was a shot from Zrandi the curler. And there's one from, was it Dabo again? On the edge of the six-yard box. But again, nothing much for him to do. No problem. Now, EI. I'm going to try my best not to shit on him too much. Because for him to be taken off before half-time, without it being an injury, that tells you that he wasn't doing his job. And there was some moments where I thought, okay, I could see a bit of a player in this. He was direct. He wasn't afraid to try and hold up the ball. Um, he was moving into the channel, I think, on the wide, wide left, which is what I said a few weeks ago. He's probably best there, wide left, because he's got a good relationship off the field with Lesiax. So um, I think they've got a good understanding off the field, which means they should be playing well on the field. That being said, I see a player whose first touch is dreadful. It's terrible. His first touch is a pass, isn't it? His first touch, I mean, his, his, his foot is like... Um, have, you ever, have you ever thrown a ball at a bedra and you just don't know where the ball's going to go? Sinis di mappa bastin bedra and he goes, that, his foot is the bedra. That's what it is. When the ball comes into his foot, his first touch, it goes that way. Now, when you've got a limited first touch, when you can't trap the ball, there is no point playing your back to goal, which is what he was doing a lot of the time. The ball would come to him, his back is facing the goal. He's facing the opposite direction. By the time he's got the ball, there's two players around him. His close control is, is terrible. So he's running backwards. So what happens? He loses the ball. And... Um, you know, he, he had a shot, which is the last thing that he did before getting taken off. He, he, the ball kind of like, again, his foot's like a bedra. 
and the ball's just gone that way. In fact, you know when you go to the Thalassa and you buy a beach ball, Jeglotazdin and the Aera takes it all over? That's how he shoots. I showed you the video against, was it uh, Dogsa? We tried a shot from like 30, 40 yards. JBN, fucking, I don't know where it went. It, it left left Garcia. I, I think it probably ended up in fucking Buffalo. I don't know. Fuck knows. And he did it again. He took a shot against Simbara. Went out for a... It didn't, it didn't even go out for a goal kick. I think it went out for a throw. It didn't go out for a play. I, don't, I think it went out for a throw, didn't it? And that's when Hennenberg said, fuck this guy. I'm taking him off. Yeah, Mihaly, yeah, he, he tried he tried to do he tried to do a scissors kick as well. Yeah, I remember that. He tried to do a scissors kick. But you know what? I I was looking at something else at the time. So when the ball <laughs> fucking hell. So I, 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 I can't I feel bad for shooting on him. I feel bad because I don't I don't like destroying players, especially new players that have just come to the club and they need a bit they need a chance. But is he trying too hard? Or is he just shit? I don't know. But yeah, that scissor kick you mentioned, I took my eye off it for a second and I saw him on the ground. I was like, did he get pulled down? But no, he he, he tried the he tried the scissor kick. Well yeah. But yeah, George, see this is it. You're right. He he did he caused us too many or you think he he yeah, he he did give the ball away, which led to them uh counterattacking us. But again, what I will say, the difference what he made today is that he, as he was moving into the channels. When I say the channels, I mean the, the wide areas. He was stretching the game. So whereas in before, he'd be staying in the middle and he'd be running into players, he'd be running out wide waiting for the ball, which is what he was supposed to be. And I, I think he did all right in that respect. But he's not an Omonia player. I'm sorry. I'm I'm really sorry. And I don't... I don't like doing this. And Grima, man. And Grima, you know, it's... It's a new country, it's a new language, it's everything. And actually, he's got Uzoho there, he's got Shehu, he's got Ernest, he's got French-speaking players. Kadalava, and actually, it should be easy to, to settle. I don't, I don't think he understands like, this league at all. Like He probably thought, I'm going to come here, I'm going to get 10 goals, and I'll be all right. But that's not how it works. There have been better players that have come to this league and fucked up, you know? Um, I heard that he kicked the bottle. And Daxi, listen, let me tell you something. If he went off the pitch and he was laughing and joking, high-fiving people and, you know, getting his phone out or joking about, I'd be pissed off. But the fact that he was angry shows me that either he cares about playing or he knows that he's fucked up. So you could you could see it in, in different ways. Yeah, he apologized for not giving his hand to Luizo. He gave his shirt to the fan. All right, okay, Gala. Gala and Ducks, all right. He wants to put things right. He, he doesn't come across as a dickhead. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't come across as a prick. You know, like um what's his name? Fucking what's his name? Ah, I forget the guy's name now. The name's gone out of my head now. I've just drawn a blank. Doesn't come across as a prick, so I don't. I don't think he's that that kind of person. Anyway, Shepa, Shepa Kadabra. Can you see his T-shirt? Shepa Kadabra. See, beautiful. Shepa Kadabra. Now, I'm trying to remember which stream it was when someone came up and said Shepa doesn't care. 
doesn't care about the team, doesn't care anymore, doesn't work hard enough, doesn't do this, doesn't do that. Well, Marko Shepovic scored a goal today, which you would expect from a predator, a killer, a striker that knows the penalty box. Now, what I want you to do, if you watch the goal again, just watch his movement. Don't, don't look at anything else. Just watch his movement. The late run across the six-yard box, that diagonal run, defender didn't expect him. Defender was ball watching. He knew the, the defender was in, anticipating the cross. He said, fuck this, I'm getting in front of you. And what did he do? One touch finish. This is what he can do. Feed him and he will score. Put the ball in the right areas, he'll bury teams. He'll bury teams. And this is what I said before about Mix and Yordi and Bashiru. When you have been playing in big leagues, better leagues, more competitive leagues for numerous years, it stays up there. It's experience. And this is experience that you cannot buy. It's not experience that you can learn like that. It's, all right, I'll give you an example, right? Perfect example. There was a moment when Guggle broke through. And he's running at a defender, running at a defender. And Loizzo to his left is in acres of space. If that's Shepovic, that pass is going early to Loizzo. Like what Foddy did. When Foddy played Loizzo through, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. Or was it uh, Zaharil? Can't remember. Experience. You know when to play the ball. When you've got the ability to read the game. If Gugu was 30 years old... He'd have seen Loizo and played him. Gugu was, was young. He was, you know, he's, he's excited. He's had a fantastic season so far. He's been our best player, probably. You know, scoring goals for the Thnigi. So he's confident. And I'm glad that he tried it. And that's, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy that we didn't score, but I'm glad that he's got the confidence to run at players. At the same time, though, Loizo was in acres of space. He could have played him. Now, Lois was another player who came on and I've been slaughtering him for weeks. I'm going to continue to slaughter him because while he had a decent performance, because it was a decent performance, decent is enough. It's not enough. And he had the right foot shot, which the goalkeeper saved. He tried the volley, which went just wide. Again, I admire the, uh, the youthful exuberance. I admire him trying, wanting to get on the, the score sheet. But when it's easier to square the ball, mate, to your partner, your strike partner, who's again in acres of space, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing it? Because you ain't had the season that Guggles had, bruv. You haven't. Because last season, yeah, you could say you were levels ahead of Guggles. Levels. Guggles hardly got a kick last season. But I can tell you this for now, looking at Gugu's physique, looking how he's filled out, how he's working hard on and off the ball, I can see my man's been in the gym. I can see that my man's been putting in extra shifts. My man hasn't been going out on a Friday night getting drunk. Yeah? These are levels. And these are the differences between being up here, playing the Brodachtlima, or being up here, playing in the Bundesliga and the champ in the Champions League. Yeah? These are levels. Because I don't want to hear about footballers getting drunk. Yeah? Going out partying the night before games. 
I don't want to hear about footballers saying, oh, I've been, have had a good season so far. We ain't done shit. I will tell you this, like I told you lot from day, I will big up players when they deserve it. I will give them their flowers. I'll give them their luludia when they're doing well. Say, Ella, manamu, Ella. Here's a rose. Ella, Ella, Driandafila. I'll even get you Driandafila the drink from, from the fucking Bacalli. Yeah? No problem. I'll give you that when you're playing well. But you can't be acting the big man when you ain't done shit, son. Yeah? I saw the cheer when he came on from the crowd. Yeah, give him the adulation. But the thing is, by doing this, his head exploding. And listen, I'm I'm guilty of, of bigging him up. Last season, I was calling him our little messy taxi. But I know when he's not putting in shifts. And I know when he ain't doing well. And I can see the way that he plays. When he come on, all right, he was, he was uh, buzzing about the place. But there was one occasion when Zrandi lost him, didn't he? Just pushed him out of the way. Like it was a packet of Dragulinha. You know when you got an empty packet of Dragulinha or Chibitos, legs where we will fucking eat and it's an empty packet in the street and there's a bit of iron and it blows it? That's what happened to Loizzo. Pushed out the, out the way. He's a bulk up. 18 years old. All right, he might have a growth spurt. He might grow up quickly. But is he going to be this, this little kid that he's going to get brushed off all the time and he relies on his technical ability? Because let me tell you something. Cutting in on your on your left foot from the right-hand side can only get you so far. Unless your name is Arjen Robin, you can't be doing that shit all the time because you get red like a book, like a periodigo. Like a paint-by-numbers, you get red like that. It's predictable. His defensive play is shambolic. His reading of the game is terrible. Defensively, dreadful. Doesn't support his fullback enough. Doesn't do enough running defensively. All right. His pressing is good. But apart from that, eh. So there's a lot more needs to be done from this kid. A lot more. But it's the attitude. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to say this now, and I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people at the club. But when you get an offer for a player, and you think he's worth more than what the offer is, and you say no, it blows his head up even more. So if Omone got an offer, which I'm hearing there, there was an offer we got in the summer from a Belgian team for Loizzo and they wanted a million more. This, this is Manitara level, man. What they did with fucking uh, with Damari. So don't turn around and say to me, he's a three million pound player. He ain't a three million pound player. 1.52 at best. He ain't a three million pound player. Not yet anyway. So yeah. Personally, I'd have sold him. I'd have sold him, Edo. Come on, wait. Come on, throw, throw me some, some Skada now. Throw me some Skada. Throw Skada my way. I would have sold him. Because I haven't seen any development from now to, since the back in the last season. I haven't seen anything change. He's the same player. He's the same player. Three million will be a steal for who? For us, it will be a steal. Thank you, George. We should have sold him. I agree. And again, I'm not doing this to get on his back. I'm just stating facts here. Because... If he doesn't show any sign of improvement from now till next summer, that three million pound, that two million pound, that one point five million turns to half a million, and then what? And then what? But it's down to him, and there it's down to him to put in the effort. Down to him. If he wants to, that is. Now I don't know his family. I don't know them. 
I haven't heard anything about them. I don't know them. So I can't turn around and say, oh, they're not, they're not teaching him the right way. Not doing, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I don't know anything. And I don't want to make any uh, assumptions. I, I don't want to make any assumptions. However, what I will say is if he's got a relative, like a, like a sister or a brother that's constantly fucking about on Instagram, trying to live off his name, if he's got a cousin that's doing the same thing, talking this, talking that, if he goes out clubbing or goes to Buzuki and everyone is going around and going, fuck off. You're just as much to blame for this because you put him up here when he's really about here. But I can say the same about Johnny's now because Johnny's doesn't look like the same player, does he? Doesn't look like the same player last season. But I'll tell you this for now, he gets a blight from me because look at the important goals he scored last season. I want you to cast your mind back to uh, Ael, beginning of last season when we won 3-0. His performance in that game was one of the best I've ever seen from a, from a teenager. One of the best. His assist for the goal, the way that he got his head down and beat the fullback, beautiful. Clearing balls off the line, his positioning from defensive uh, situations, fantastic. And actually, maybe he's got a bit of a confidence, a lack of confidence. Maybe he's carrying an injury. We don't know. But I'll tell you this for now, this player is going to go further than Loizu at this rate. If Loizu carries on doing the way that he's, uh, if, if, um, if he carries on playing the way that he's playing at the moment, Loizu, Johnny's is going to zoom past him. He's going to be, he's going to be in fucking Jupiter and Loizu is going to be in fucking Oroglini. You know? You say no improvement. I say I seem lagging a lot from last year. Who? Loizu? Luis or John is? I, I don't know. You need, to, you need to tell me name, Pedro Mu. Sorry, brother. I, I need to know. 100% right about Luis or. But, but the thing is, I'm not... I'm not doing this to destroy the kid. I'm not doing this so that you guys can see him out in left Garcia, where the fuck he is and say, Rare. You know? I'm just saying that he needs to know these things. And I'm sure his teammates have told him. But if he doesn't listen and he doesn't soak it in, you've got... Right. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm doing this. I want you guys to go back to last season. Go on the YouTube channel afterwards and go to last season when we played Olympia Goz and we lost 1-0 at the Magario. And I did a video and I lost my shit about these players, about the youngsters especially. And I said, it's time to either step up or step out. And there's some youngsters who excelled last season. Johnny's was phenomenal. Gagu was unlucky. Gagu was unlucky last season. Shepard came in and started banging in goals in the front side. But again, as I said, Gagu worked his bollocks off in this summer. You could tell. You could look at him. He's either been drinking protein shakes or eating loads of fucking turkey or chicken or whatever because he's bulked up. And he's psilocin as well. And he's got pace. And he's been working on his goal scoring. He's been working on the little things. Does he stay behind extra time in training? Probonisi, Enxero. I don't know. Does Loizu? I don't know. Like I said, I'm not there. But when I see someone like Loizu last season, when he was dropping a shoulder against Ael at the Tsirio and burying it in the bottom corner, where I see him against Antwerp, beating men for fun, 
That's the loizo that we want. But I see a loizo that lacks discipline. He lacks discipline. And someone needs to talk to him. And if they're not, if they are talking to him and he's not listening, fucking put him in the reserves. Put him in the B team. Let him train with the fucking teenagers. Because if he wants to behave like a fucking moron, train with them. Train with the 12-year-olds. Train with the women. Train with Omonia women. Because I'll tell you this for now, I see a lot more effort from the Omonia women than him. And I'm fucking complaining after a win about this player. But I'm hearing things. I hear things. And I shouldn't really pay attention to them. But then when I see his performances and I see what's being said about him, you kind of put two and two together. Big man, when are you going to come on the stream? Come on the stream now. I'll send you the link. Come on. I'll send you on WhatsApp if you want, man. Let me know. And I'll send you the link. We haven't spoken in a while, man. My brother. I love you, Michael, man. I think... Uh, you know, Michael says it like it is. And Michael and I have had numerous occasions, uh, numerous Govendes over the past few months um, about this club. Michael loves this club. Michael loves it and he cares about this club. Yeah? You see a lot of players that leave and they, they talk a good game, don't they? But Michael is Michael's a real one. He's a real one. Um, but yeah, look, like I said, don't... If you see Loiza out in the streets, don't give him any shit. Okay, but if you see him drinking before games, if you see him behaving certain ways, just remind him. Just remind him his level. Yeah, he's eighteen. What's that got to do with anything? T tell me what you're what you're trying to say here. I need to know what you're trying to say here, because if you're having a go at me for saying that oh, he's eighteen years old, leave it out. Cristiano Ronaldo, what was he doing at 18 years old? Huh? Was he going out getting drunk? No. What about Lionel Messi at 18 years old? What was he doing? Now, you're going to say to me, oh, yeah, but those, those, those are levels. These, these are players that are elite. No. That's, these are footballers that want to be the best. They work hard to be the best. They don't read what happens on social media and what's said about them in the papers. They get on the training pitch and they work. They get in the gym and they work. They talk to their managers. They talk to their teammates. And they work hard. And they work and they work and they work. I have a friend who's in Arsenal's academy with Saka and Smith Rowe. And he's not at a club at the moment. But I'll tell you what he's doing. He's working hard. He had an ACL injury. AC Milan. AC Milan offered him a contract. And he came back after having a trial at Milan, after playing with Paolo Maldini's son. And he did his ACL. And that fucked him. But you know what he's doing? He goes to the gym and he works hard. He's got a personal trainer. He's got someone that trains him one-to-one. -one. Technique. Yeah? Right foot, left foot, heading. Yeah, volume, load, all these things, sports science, that's what matters. Is our boy doing this, this 18-year-old? Is he doing these things? Or is he going bouzoukia? What was, what's going on? Why do I see a player that looks exactly the same body shape and body size as, as last season? I'm not saying that he's got to eat some fucking magic beans or eat fasolia. So he can get taller. 
I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, has he bulked up? Has he been working hard in the gym? Because all I see is, is new hairstyles. That's all I see. And a few flicks and tricks. Flicks and tricks only get you so far. If you want flicks and tricks, go to the fucking circus. Yeah? You want to see trapeze artists and people walking on fucking fire, hot coal. You want to do that? Go to the fucking circus. Go to the Luna Park. This is this is high standard football. Michael, am I right? The next time. Okay, next time they will be on. You, you enjoy your, your dinner, my friend. But Michael, you tell me if I'm right here. You tell me if I'm right. Because some people disagree with me. That's fine. You've got your opinion. But I'm just saying like it is. If you want to reach a certain level, you've got to level up. And Cyprus haven't, hasn't had a world-class talent ever. Ever. Why is that? Why? Because they'd rather go have Suvlagia, go to Buzukia, go to Hagendas. Is this what it is? Where's Ryan SS? You don't want me to do a show on my own. You want them as well? Do you know? Come on, George. Come on. Absolutely right. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Right. I think Real Ferdinand said one time he went to Ronaldo's house and asked him who are those people. Ronaldo said he was his personal trainer. There you go. Now, I'm not saying that Loiza needs to have like a personal chef. Like, I'm not saying that. He, but what I'm saying is apply yourself a bit more. Apply yourself a bit more. And um, can we never mention Rio Ferdinand ever again? Because he got Mick McCarthy that well job. Rio Ferdinand, the guy that's so anti-racism that he take, but he takes money from Abuel, the fascist. I see how that works, Rio. Prick. Anyway, um, right. So where was I? Right, Shepa. Sorry, sorry. I, I, I went off on a fucking tangent, and uh, yeah, Shepa. So again, back on the score sheet, he scored what eight last season. Um. He's seven away from his target. I think he's going to get 10 to 12. Um, so, yeah. So, who else do I need to talk about? Who else do I need to talk about? Which other players? We've done Guggle. We've done Shepa. Done EI. You know. Mix, as I said, had a good game. Did very well in that number 10 role. I was very surprised to see him there. I don't know if I said this. I was very surprised to see him there. Because when I saw the system, I thought, ah, he's going to go wide left. Tucking in the middle. Play with three with uh, Yordi and Bashiru. Let EI drift to the left. Uh, Zaheru on the right hand side. Play effectively a four-three-three going forward. But Mix played very well in that number ten role. Um, he looked very comfortable on the ball. Bashiru was just an absolute machine. He was a machine. And the thing is, like I said before, George, as I said before, if you were listening, given three or four seasons at this club, he'll be one of the best central midfielders to ever play in Cyprus. It's that simple. Absolutely phenomenal. Zaheru, as I said. I mentioned him before. I, I spoke about him before. I don't know if you remember when I said that I messaged him, told him to, to attack fullbacks. And he's looking like the player that we signed from Olympiagos. He's, he's that player. I love him. I think he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Jordi again. I, I spoke about him earlier. He was very positive on the ball. Very rarely played it backwards. He got stuck in. Got involved in tackles. Winning the ball in the air. Playing the ball into channels. Playing it at the right time. Um... Fearless performance. Absolutely fearless. And yeah, Juste was fantastic. And as I said before, he read the game well. He's, um, his distribution was brilliant. Um, held off players very well. Uh, very, 
I think, and to be honest, I think he had a point to prove today to, to Abolon. I think he had the point to prove. And I think he did very well. But we need to kick on. We need to kick on. And it wasn't this superb, gargantuan performance that I would have wanted it to be. But it's a win. It's a victory. It's a, it's a clean sheet. And I'm seeing more positives than negatives. All right. We gave them too much time on the ball, as far as I'm concerned. We conceded too many corners. That being said, they didn't threaten us. They had to start playing short corners to try to catch us off guard. And even then, that didn't work. Um, we were good in the air, which, again, I was concerned about this season, as, as you saw in previous videos. We weren't physical enough. We were brilliant today. I mentioned Lang smashing Bitta. I want to get that clip and just, just put it on my phone, just keep it forever. I just seem smashing him. Um, so all in all, it's a victory that we needed. Um, a victory that we got. And uh, Dan, this, like, he messaged me on, on Instagram. He said, you know, we, we can't have performances like this and expect to and expect to win the title. But the way I see it is that you have to win games ugly. You can't win every game 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, 4-1, 3-2, whatever. Like, you need to be solid. You need to build from the back. And we've kept the clean sheet. And let's be honest, last season, we were winning games with marginal victories. So what's the problem? I don't see where the problem lies. You know, if we'd have lost this game, oh my God, Gaule would have been the end of the world, isn't it? If we'd have lost this game. The knives would have been out. But we've won this game. We've won a derby game, which we had to win to kickstart our season. And we did. So... I listen, as I said, it was by no means the perfect performance, but it was a good performance overall. It was a very good performance overall. And um, that victory now puts us six in the table, if I'm not mistaken. We've got a game in hand. If we win that, we're only four points behind Ike. And four points is nothing at this stage of the season, it's absolutely nothing. I see um, IL-1-2-1. Um, so, yeah. Michael just sent me a... <laughs> Michael. I, I'm, I can't... Why are you sending me these things while I'm, while I'm doing a podcast, man? He he's showed me a photograph. And, like, it, you look very cute, Michael. You look, you look very cute. And I must admit, um, but I think socks and sliders don't work, man. You, you can't wear socks with, with, with sandals. I'm not going to show... You want me to show... Ugh. Okay, one second. I'm going to show it to everyone. Okay, now this guy. <laughs> How do I send? I need to send it. I need to save it on my phone. Sorry, Goeli. I just bear with you one moment. I'm just going to save it on my phone first, and then I'm going to send it to my laptop and then put it on the screen. So, just in case you guys don't already know, even though we haven't really uh, mentioned it too much, you should know this already. But Mr. Lufna pretty soon is going to be called Daddy Lufna. Yeah? So congratulations, Michael. And uh, Michael has kindly sent me this uh, this image right here. There we go. That buggy suits you, brother. Suits you. Those things cost like a thousand pound, man. I remember when my daughter was born, we spent a grand on that fucking uh, thing, the buggy. But yeah, 
there's Michael in all his glory. He's, he's, he's even had a shave and a trim for this podcast. But uh, yeah, as you, as you guys can tell, you know, he's a... Uh, He's loving the uh, the sliders. Let's let's zoom in a bit here. Here we go. Ah, how do I do this? There we go. Look at this. Etonre, look at this. Come on. I should put this as the uh, as the image for the show in there. Look at that. Gorgeous there. I'm I'm glad you you don't have holes in those socks either. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Here we go. So I hope. I hope. Ah, have I deleted that comment? Hang about. I hope today's game has the same future as last season. Well, we were being bad. We won. Yeah. Yeah. It could have the same effect. Could have the same effect. You think it works? What, you mean the socks with the sliders? I don't know. Checks. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is developing into a fuss. Okay, let, let's do a quick poll, right? Let's do a quick poll. Keep going. One of fights. Is that Adam Lang? <laughs> is, is, that, is that Adam? That's Adam Lang. I'm going to laugh my ass off. That can't be Adam Lang. I'm not having this. This isn't Adam Lang and Michael Lufner watching the pod at the same time. I'm not having this. If it's Adam Lang, you and I need words, my friend. Because I need to know where, where Harry Kane is. Because last time I heard, you had his head. Yeah? Beheaded him. Did he even play today? Uh, Harry Kane. I don't know. But... Yes, so let, let's have a quick um, poll. Yes or no? Sliders with socks. Yes or no? I'm gonna. I've gone on for 41 minutes and 30 seconds. I'm gonna give you guys 30 seconds. Yes or no? That's all I need to know. Yes or no? And here we go. Time is running out in 20 seconds. Right. So um, I've got nothing else to say about this game that I haven't already said. I think we got a tactic spot on. I think. Um, Yes, there could have been uh, more intensity in the first half. But again, this isn't something that we haven't done before. We, we've always gone into games traditionally under Henningberg, slow first half, second gear, and then um, and then go at it second half. I think we did that very well today. And no one can complain. I haven't seen the press conference. I want to see what Henningberg said. Because um, you, you do get a rough idea as to how the club is developing how the players are developing, what is going wrong, what needs to be improved. You kind of get that sense during the, the press conferences. Press conferences. Um, but yeah, right, let's have a look. Yes, that's one from Michael. Two, three, four, five, five. All right, you guys win. If I come to... If I I'll put this up as well, Michael. I'll put this one up as well, definitely. I'll put this up again. 100% I'm going to put this image up. He's extremely low tone. Yeah, but don't forget, he's 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 Norwegian, bruv. Like, he's from Scandinavia. These men don't really show much much uh, emotion, you know? How much emotion? Even, even when he was celebrating the title, like, he was swinging it around, but he just about... Like, Henningberg's smiling. It's almost as if, like... Hell is about to froze, freeze over. Imagine a snowball being thrown in, in hell. Like, you've got more chance of it surviving in hell than Hen Henningberg. Here we go. Look at this. This is Henningberg's little girl. Uh, Henningberg. Michael Lufner's little Sorry, Michael. It's Michael Lufner's. I said Henningberg's little girl. No, this is Michael Lufner's little girl. Look at that. Ain't she cute? Look at that. It's her nose and her mouth. Michael, I hope she gets your, your girlfriend's looks, mate. I mean, you're you're a pretty guy, but you know your your missus, you know she's levels, mate. You're punching, honestly. Anyway, Michael misses us. 
There you go. This is the Doe Choftes podcast, not the Michael Lufner podcast, for fuck's sake. Anyway, that's it. That is it, boys and girls. I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you for everyone watching. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you for all your opinions. Um, it's been great doing the show again. Unfortunately, um, Chris and Roy are otherwise busy. But um, it's been great talking to all of you. Thank you again for your support on the podcast. Uh, can't do it without you lot, honestly. And in all fairness, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be doing it. It's that simple. Um, because you guys give me the motivation to do it. Your support has been brilliant. And look, we have our own opinions. You have yours, I have mine. Doesn't mean that mine are better than yours and vice versa. I like it when people disagree because it gives us something to talk about. And um, apologies if I do come across as a little bit uh, loud or argumentative, but I want a debate. I want people to tell me that I'm wrong with things that I've said because it gives it keeps the conversation going. It wouldn't be fun if I'm talking and you guys say, ah, oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. It wouldn't be fun. So if you're saying stale, you're chatting shit, tell me. If you're saying stale, shave your head because your hair is shit, tell me. If you want to know Choftez's mask, let me know because I might be coming to Cyprus soon and I might have a few spare lying about. Let me know. Lufna, come back to money. We need you. We love you. So that, that's definitely not um, Adam Lang because I don't think he would call him Lufna. Okay. Here you go. All the best, Michael. I'm on the central defender for the women's team in a few years. Who? Ah, yes. Michael's daughter. Yes. Bravo there, George. Well done. Well done. Right. That's it. That's enough niceties. Gobelia, tell Roy to post more pictures with the Monia team. You tell Roy. I'm not going to tell him. You follow him on Insta, at Roy Nochoftes. You got me on, on Instagram, at Chase. Still, uh, Chris is at DJSTS Michael, I think. I don't even know. I'm sorry, Chris. But that's it, Gobelia. Uh, pardon me. So until next time, we won the derby, motherfuckers. <laughs>